Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. What happens in Vegas? stays in Vegas. All right. Hey, creepy lady. I don't know how you got in here, but get the fuck out. But yo, what better slogan do you need for a place that is nonstop fun? Have you been to Vegas recently? Actually, I should ask, have you ever even been to Vegas? Well, guess what? If your answer to that question is no, I got the quick and easy answer. Vegas.com. Use Vegas.com and guess what? Your summer vacation is just one click away. You got to do this and take advantage of the warm weather in Vegas, the awesome pools, the parties at these pools that happen every day with top name DJs, the amazing bikinis. Oh my goodness, fellas, the women in Vegas, the boobs, the butts, you're all going to love it. <laughs> it's everything you can want. And if you don't want to party, you can still chill at the pool and relax and sunbathe. It's all affordable. It's all for you. And it's all Vegas at Vegas.com. Look, listeners have already saved real money using vegas.com with this exclusive offer example $84 off at the Bellagio $90 off at Caesars and $100 off Cirque du Soleil when you use vegas.com you get 10% off everything excluding air hotel packages now look vegas.com I'm telling you it's the only way to book your Vegas vacation because everyone who works at vegas.com Unlike other travel sites, these guys live in Vegas. They work in Vegas, and they party in Vegas. Vegas.com's propriety drop watch tool promises the lowest rates on hotels. Now, what's a drop watch tool? All right, that baby monitors prices and notifies you of any changes to ensure that you get the best deal. All right, you get the best price guaranteed even after you've paid. What other sites doing that? Vegas.com offers the best rates on not just hotels, but also shows, tours, and attractions. Also the best restaurants and VIP bottle service at the top clubs. And with the Vegas.com app, you've got everything Vegas in the palm of your hand all day, all night. So now you'll never be wondering, what now? Because the Vegas.com app helps you find cheap drinks, all-night parties, and the best deals for shows. It's everything Vegas in your phone, except for all the ads for escorts. Now, as soon as I'm done reading this ad, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to Vegas.com right now, click on the microphone in the top right corner, and enter my code ALN to receive an extra 10% off everything but air hotel packages. That's Vegas.com. Click on the microphone and get your bonus savings by using the secret code ALN and book your Vegas vacation today, baby. Hey, everybody. It's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the show subscribing on iTunes. Man, the response you guys have been throwing us lately has been so dope. So glad you guys uh, enjoyed the Bald Brian episode. That one was a lot of fun. And uh, it's cool to have these interviews that aren't just funny, but, uh, you know, inspiring. And and people's stories, it, uh, uh, an episode like Bald Brian really made me just so much more interested and curious in people in general, man, because you just come across so many people on a daily basis, whether in work or, you know, uh, uh, in the supermarket, on the bus, I mean, uh, in uh, in your, uh, you know, Bukaki video or what, wherever you're meeting people at the airport, I, especially the airport for me because I travel so much. I get so curious at everybody I see. I just, I look at someone, I see them on the phone or, or um, in the bathroom when I'm peeing next to a dude and I just get curious. I'm like, what's your story, man? And, you know, Bob Brian, if you didn't know the guy, uh, you would never know that incredible 
the life that he's led, man. And um, it's it's definitely a, a, I'm glad that we have this podcast as an avenue and an outlet to to share that with you guys. And I'm glad you guys enjoyed it so much. So thanks for all the Twitter and email response on that. Continue to subscribe on iTunes, rate the podcast, five star rating. You guys have been killing it with the ratings and the comments. Takes two seconds. Go over to iTunes right now while I'm setting this up. Give a, a five-star rating. Leave a comment on the iTunes page. Helps us climb the charts. We've got so many great episodes coming up. Brent Morin is coming back for, I think, a record fifth time on the ALN podcast next week. Really pumped about that. Uh, also, my buddy Andrew Santino, Ronin the Quave, is coming back next week. And Michael Rappaport. Holy shit, Michael Rappaport from The Heat, uh, from True Romance, from every television show you have, have ever seen. Uh, look him up. He's the best. He'll be coming on next week. He did a great Tribe Called Quest documentary about hip-hop. And uh, we're really pumped to have him on. Next week's going to be a killer lineup of shows. Uh, today, I'm pumped for today's episode, man. This is one of my best friends in comedy. One of the first guys I really bonded with and, and who gave me opportunities to do stand-up when I was first starting out. Uh, he's from Kansas, even though he sings like a smooth silk black man. <laughs> Uh, he's one of the funniest dudes I know. He, he, he does the best voices and characters of anyone I know. Um, we had an amazing journey in Paso Robles wine country where he used to live for a little bit and commute back and forth to Los Angeles to pursue his comedy dreams. Uh, and he's just a, a great dude and also has gone through some traumatic life shit and come out uh, on top of the world after he went through it. Brett uh, has endured uh, a lot of shit, man. He, he went through a traumatic car accident, which you'll hear about. And he's still kicking it, man, and better than ever. His comedy has gotten stronger because of it. I know he's become a better person. Um, you go through that, you just can't help it. Uh, he's got an incredible wife, an incredible two-year-old that that uh, he posts the most adorable videos on Facebook of. And now I get it. I see it, and I'm like, oh, man, that's what I do with my nieces. Um, but thank God his child is adorable, and my nieces are adorable. Otherwise, I don't think we'd post the videos. I think people would tell us, right? I think they would comment, like, Hey man, your nieces aren't that funny And they are ugly But you know what, it's the exact opposite Like They're hilarious and they're adorable Give us more Why don't they have their own show? And I'm like, I know man, I can't do that to them though You know, I can't do that I can't bring them into the business I can't clutter their world with that bullshit I don't want them in the business If they want to act, that's cool But man, I know what this business requires And what it takes and what it does to you And fuck man, I don't want them to go through it uh, Brett's a solid dude He's a great comic You're gonna love this episode Follow him on Twitter At Brett Riley B-R-E-T-T Riley And go get his new album I'm an Idiot On Amazon and iTunes Just Google Brett Riley I'm an Idiot Get the album It's it's incredible uh, Follow me on Twitter At Adam Ray Comedy Follow Brad on Twitter At Funny Brad Stand up shows Coming up Brad Williams Adam Ray Irvine Improv Been looking forward to these shows For a long time Irvine Improv, July 3rd, baby, the day before our nation's independence. You're a shitty American if you don't come see Brad and I at the Irvine Improv. I'm just going to come out and say it. July 3rd, 7.30 and 9.45. Irvine Improv, come out and see Brad and I. It's going to be a dope show. Um, We haven't done a a combo show in a while, and uh, we might have a special surprise. So come to that show. July 3rd, Irvine Improv, two shows, 7.30, 9.45. Get your tickets at improv.com. July 9th through the 11th, Brad Williams will be in Madison, Wisconsin at Comedy Club on State. July 9th through the 11th at Comedy Club on State. Go out and see Brad making the Midwest laugh. Comedy Club on State. Still haven't booked me. <laughs> I'm going to say it every time I plug the date. Comedy Club on State's a great club. So I've heard. Go see Brad Williams July 9th through the 11th. And also, come see me, Bellevue, Washington, Parlor Live, 
Hometown shows, baby. Coming home July 9th through the 11th, Bellevue, Washington. So pumped for these shows. It's my favorite club. All new material. Come out and see me. It's going to be a blast. Get your tickets at ParlorLive.com and come see me. Bellevue, Washington, Parlor Live, July through the 11th. ParlorLive.com. And while you're on the websites and on the internets, go to AstoyMerchandise.com. Because we got AON merch, baby. We say it all the time, but that's because we love it. And we love it when you guys rock it and support the pod. Brad did some shows last weekend in Syracuse. People came with their mugs, and he signed them. That was so cool, man. Get your AON mugs. Get your Roni and the Quave mugs. Get your Titanic shirts. Man, it, you know, it, we, we love uh, the pod. We love that we have merch. We love that you guys buy it. Continue to do it. We're going to start doing some, uh, some contests to, to give away merch. Uh, as well as uh, I'm in the process of editing a best of ALN podcast. I'm really, really pumped about this. We've been doing this pod almost two years now, and a lot of cool episodes, a lot of great moments, and uh, we're going to do a best of, kind of the way Adam Carolla does a, you know, a best of, and he has an award show. I don't know if we'll do the awards, but we're definitely just going to have our, and a highlight, uh, a, you know, look back at our favorite moments from the podcast, and I'm, I'm really pumped. There's a lot to pick from, so um, it's going to be cool to go back and relive all that. Uh, so I think that's it. Now that we got the merch info out of the way, those are the Twitter handles, those are the tour dates, and now sit back, relax, and enjoy a very funny episode of the About Last Night podcast with our good buddy, Brett Riley. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you sit down and listen to a dope podcast. Hey, Brad, I yeah. forgot to compliment your sexy-ass goatee when you walked in, but uh, hot damn. <laughs> well, uh, you know, Adam, uh, you know who also likes this goatee? Your mom. <laughs> yeah, nice, dude. My mom would never fuck you. So that's what it is, Brett. It's just uh, it's, like, it's, it's sound walking. effects. It's um, it's fun sound effects. It's, yeah, it's studio audience. Yeah, yeah. Take a studio audience with you. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you could have. <laughs> like, wow, Brett! I've never seen uh, the flip so quickly on me being pumped for something and immediately having the rug pulled out from under me. <laughs> I didn't mean that. That's no, no. Not- I just think it is. You're you're making me realize how stoned we were to think that was like the greatest app ever it is getting quite tense in, fact, in here no the f- face off <laughs> is this from face off the movie i think so i think this is when they're like they he's probably there's probably been at least 15 machine guns <laughs> like although my favorite button on this uh pocket sitcom app okay is uh the button that just says urban <laughs> I want to hear that one. Okay, now just pi- now just picture any like uh, picture Moesha, picture Family Matters, picture living picture single, living single, Martin. and and Martin and the mu- and the music that plays as they do like an exterior shot of the house b- before they go inside. <laughs> 
Okay. Right. So before the show is about to start, like maybe it's a transition from, uh, or you're coming back from commercial, and Moesha's going into her friend's bedroom. Whoever the friend of Moesha was, uh, if you know that answer, go ahead and hit me up. At Adam Ray Comedy. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, for the name of that Moesha sister character. No. Uh, but this is when she comes in and she's about to tell her that hey, she might have started her period. Transition from commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's, Moesha. It's perfect. Dude, and that's labeled urban? It's labeled urban. <laughs> <laughs> like no. you do, play it again, and I'll tell you exactly what came into my, popped into my head All after right. that played. Right. Girl, how many times have I told you you can't get pregnant when you're 15? <laughs> that, that's... <laughs> But you can get pregnant when you're 50. <laughs> oh, man. That is, that's, how, that's what Brad plays after he comes. Well, no. no, no. Hold on. Hold on. I, I oh, have God. that. Oh, God. Hold on. I have my cum music is he, what he just said. Yeah. Uh, I do want to know, though, with you. All right. Well, I guess, this, I guess this, we this have is to what wait pl- for this. This is what plays after I come. Oh, God. Jeez. And guess what? It's not the sound effect. He hires a man to play the tuba <laughs> in the corner of his room. Uh, Bre- <laughs> Go ahead. No, I mean, there's actually people that would do- fill that job. Yeah. The economy's Quit. that lo- uh, struggling. That I don't even have to be with the economy. There's people that are like, I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It does make you feel good when you hear the uh, butum ching. Definitely. Okay, well... Not when it's not a joke. <laughs> Brad, can I say this? Brad was super quick on these last night, and I go, A, because maybe when dwarves get high, they get like crazy, like fucking attention. Like, you're probably great at video games when you're stoned, Brad. I'm fantastic. Yeah, okay. So Are he you? focuses up. Yeah. And also, I'm thinking maybe it's his morning radio DJ experience. That's me. That's me. That's, that's me punching you. Oh, really? That's what that was? Yeah. That wasn't somebody chopping down a tree in the 1950s? Okay, now you're just hitting buttons. <laughs> now nothing matches up. Brett, when you heard that urban one, and I want to, it's a weird segue. Okay. But. <laughs> hey, Moesha. God damn it. Um, I would have, you grew up, uh, God damn it. All right, now this is getting, all right, you grew yeah. up in uh, what part of Kansas again? Hutchinson. Hutchinson. It's like the dead center. Uh, how many people live in Hutchinson? Hutch is not Hutch is not as small as like some of the places I lived. I, but it, Hutch is like twenty eight, thirty thousand people. Okay, it's where the state fair is. So, all right. How like often the, did you go to that? Was that like every the Bonnaroo year. of Hutchinson, Kansas? No, no, no. It was just the STD rates just went over the <laughs> roof like once a year. No, no, dude. It was girls would be like he's older and then you'd be like then we'd all like all the dudes would find out that like one of the one of the girls that would like develop faster like had sex with a carny and you'd be like oh <laughs> i mean as a carny i have to be like that's great that's fa- that's, that's fantastic yeah. i i I, ha- I have to support my people you you're a carny <laughs> i mean that's what everyone claims oh do you claim small- do you claim carny on a uh, w9 uh that. Yeah, uh, it, it's you get certain tax breaks as a carny. <laughs> uh, you don't have to pay property tax because you're always moving, That's so true. it's fine. Yeah, and uh, and, uh, ca- and, uh, ca- and cabbage is cheaper. Carny smells like cabbage. Small hands. I, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. What I was what was going on at these fairs though? What like were there big bands? Because I know there's a big Britney Spears. Yeah. Uh, 
like before she became super famous, had her concert there, and she was quoted uh, to the journal- local journalist as saying, "I will never come back to this godforsaken oh, place." No. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like everybody, like right. It that's the thing about state fairs is it's where like record companies send people be- before they like right before they're yeah. I, Holy shit! Like, yeah. yeah, like just kind of what? Because there's no pressure. Because people at state fairs are like, oh, there's there's music happening. Who is it? But we're gonna go because the fair is yeah. such a great time. Yeah, yeah. But I, like my friends and I went and saw um, Cool Modi. We nice. saw and we yeah. I got to perform at the fair all the time. What? When I was a kid. Yeah, because I thought. Remember, I thought I was a singer. Yeah, but up. you. But okay, so that's what I want to get to though. People don't know this. Brett Riley is a white man. Yeah. <laughs> People that know Brett People Wiley, know that. I still, you're sitting right in front of me, and I still don't know People that. People that yeah. know Brett Wiley's comedy uh, are going to be really pumped to hear this podcast. And the people that get introduced to you, I'm really excited for, because um, you're one of my uh, best buds out here, and you're one of my first friends out here, and uh, after after college, which was my transition into being in the real world. Yeah. Right? And, uh, and you make me laugh really hard, but what's crazy that people don't know, and I think it probably took like... Maybe seven dates of friendship for me to go, oh, you sing? Yeah, seven you know, days of hanging out. Yeah, because yeah. you didn't bring it out right away. And then it happened, I think, when we just did stand-up together. And we did the road trip. Which, by the way, we've had some pretty epic road trips. And also you telling Brad, like, oh, I bet you you're really amazing when you smoke weed at video games. Yeah. I totally remember when I was stuck at, in a beanbag chair when you came to yeah. cheer me up after my car wreck. Yeah. Adam shows up. We smoke and Pinhead friggin' drops 86. 86 with Kobe. And oh, dude, and by the way, it he's went. Li- he's lit up. Postcard. No, no, no. And yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't move. This is all I have for life enjoyment. Yeah. And Adam comes over. It goes four overtimes. <laughs> he scores 86 with Kobe. And then he gets up and goes like this. Yeah, well, hey man, get feeling better, and like rolls out. <laughs> and well, I was, yeah, I mean, you, you, listen, that was one instance. Yeah, you, you one can't instance. go half-assed with with the Mamba. No, you can't. And uh, I'm pretty sure that's the name of Kobe's, Kobe was on a mission. Kobe biography. Yeah. yeah, half-assed with the Mamba. Uh, but when but when you're in Hutchinson, Kansas, and you're seeing these fairs, uh, see, I knew you were a performing kid, but at what point does? And we'll get to it later, and you will have to sing because it's great. It's a thing. But uh, what what group did you see? What Song did you hear that made you even want to try? Because I know, unless I don't know anything about how people are made, uh, <laughs> which you know I don't. Right. But like, you're, were you born? Just you think, or did you start to develop? No, nah, man. When I was honestly, I told my I told my dad when I was four that I was going to be. Um, I told my dad I was going to be a comedian, a singer, and an air force pilot. Wow. When I was four and a half, and my dad was like, "What?" And he like no, he remembers it. He's like take two. He's like no, I'm dead serious. He, and he remembers was, it. And this was before Forrest Gump, so there was yeah. no precedent to to doing that many things. Yeah, I was like, but I but then and then I remember being ten, and that's what whittled down my list because yep. my we they went to they took me to the Air Force Academy out in Colorado Springs, and I found out if you don't have twenty twenty vision, you can't be a pilot. And I was like devastated, like I broke down and like sobbed. Holy shit. I was like, what? And they were like, you could still be the navigator. I was like, nobody wants to be Goose. <laughs> no one. No one like oh. goes in going, oh, dude, I'm going to be Goose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If, o- if only I could sit in the back seat. If only I could sit in the back and, and go, and- they're over there. <laughs> no, now they're over there. Yeah. <laughs> so then you have to immediately shift your focus to. Yeah. So I was like, so I'm a singer and I'm going to do comedy. But singing, you, don't do, you aren't allowed to do comedy as a kid. 
So I was always doing the singing and doing the. Is that so funny? You're not. Yeah, you're not. You mean like what in class or? Yeah, in... yeah, yeah. Especially in Kansas, I guess I've seen kids get on stage in L.A. I've seen mm-hmm. people bring their. It's never fun either, and stop doing it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but, we, I, I, th- I think we've all seen a few of those. Everybody's every comic's seen it at least once, yeah. where you walk in and they're like, "Oh my god, did yeah, you see the eight year old crush?" Yeah. And I was like, "Why?" Oh god, I know. It's eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, it's eleven o'clock <laughs> at night, and we, he's. Did you see him? Dude, he kind of sounds like an adult. Cool, man, but he's totally not. And he's talking about yeah. stuff that he doesn't know about. Isn't no, he's, that crazy? Isn't it crazy that his parents are going to be divorced in two years? <laughs> <laughs> because the struggle for financial freedom from him and them is yeah, going to just them apart. Yeah, because he's obviously the stuff he's talking about is talking about a very, very unsecure yeah. home. And the dad, <laughs> and, the, and the dad's trying to like uh, get him to, to participate in like really weird skills and games because he's like, my yeah. son's going to be the best foosball player ever. And they're like... Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> that's gonna make you money. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it will. But like, how how in Kansas do you go? To, like, that's not exactly an R and B hotbed. No, no, no. And that was another thing that's so hilarious about my life story is my every, like every talent show from the time that I was really little. Yeah, uh, I would be like, um, I want to. So my mom would be like, "What are you gonna sing for the talent show?" And I'd be like, "I'd bring out like Brian McKnight," and my mom would be like, "No one." No, no one knows who Brian McKnight is, and I was like, I'm not really worried about that. I want to sing it. Like, is that one of Garth Brooks's aliases? So because of it, <laughs> so because of that, my mom would always eventually pressure me, trick me, whatever. But eventually, it was pressure. Tell me that I had to sing the Blues Brothers. The only thing my compromise was always I had to do the Blues Brothers. Always, okay. I've performed Soul Man. <laughs> Well over a thousand times, <laughs> and you do like the whole, you could do like the whole Belushi dance and yeah, everything. Yeah, no, yeah, where you come out and you just kick your legs. Yeah, like you do Elwood, and yeah, you just kick your legs all just different places. Well, yeah, I mean that, that that's what I wanted to play after you. No, said but you like performed. grab a rope and I pull you, and I'm like, this isn't really art. It's not even really soul music. But no. she was like, but the white people will know it. And then when I would sing. And like I would do like every once in a while, my mom would be like, "Okay, if they let you do multiple songs, she'd let me do one, like one." <laughs> she, she assumed the role of manager right away. Oh yeah, and I would do like like I would ask my mom, I'd be like, "Let me do James Ingram." So I'd go out there as a twelve-year-old and sing like, "Just once, can we figure out what we keep doing wrong?" And people are like. <laughs> they'd be like who is this kid oh my god like, wow did he write that song no, yeah because they didn't know yeah and then like older black ladies i forget that i'm looking at you when you sing yeah that's so crazy and then yeah this was my jam though because i would come out and i would just do the you probably get you're also a great dancer yeah and then i'd like moonwalk and do the james brown spin and like the splits and all that stuff yeah holy so this is this was my jam. Now, do you have positive uh, experiences? Yeah. No, when you when you like you hear the song. Oh yeah, it makes me. Okay, there's a lot of positivity. Hey, Brad, I... that's enough, man. <laughs> oh right, we don't want to. Okay. There's we a lot of. Don't yeah. have to pay anybody. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of positivity that I feel yeah. when I hear that, but there's also a lot of money that I know that my <laughs> that my parents took from me because that would always all every time I won co- talent con- competitions when I was a kid, the money would go into this savings account. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never ever saw that money again. No way. Yeah, oh. because like, well, but I'm the oldest. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I remind my family of this and all the all the time. Like if they ever give me this look like you owe us. I'm like, no. No. <laughs> no. Remember when the I remember paid for when the plenty of dinners. Uh, yeah, no, I'm also like, remember when the washer and dryer crashed and you were like, sorry, we got to we had to dip in. Mm-hmm. I was like, when yeah, I mean, dude, you're a family. You're yeah. a family of yeah. five. Yeah. 
do I care? No. no. But do I remember it? Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> you keep tabs. I do. I keep tabs. Like that's yeah. how I feel about the Sonics getting upset by the Denver Nuggets in 1994. Like, mm, did it happen? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I care still? Yeah, but yeah. that's not what we're talking about, right? <laughs> um, yeah, but like, were there were there moments where you're like, I want to get the new Crocodile Mile slip and slide? Yeah, and then they're like, Well, we can't get you the new Crocodile Mile slip and slide because oh yeah, and there'd be uh, by the way, slip and slide is its own thing, Brad. Crocodile Mile. Okay, Crocodile is Mile was a spinoff from slip and slide, but it was the best version. That's like saying, okay. Can I get the Burger King McDonald's? First burger? of all, Crocodile Mile was like, I have to agree with Brad that Crocodile Mile was actually. Better the beginning of the goodness because do you still with- remember the theme song? I do. <laughs> you run, you slide, you hit the bump and take a dive. You guys don't remember that? The crocodile mile. Crocodile mile. But can we hear it sung by James Ingram? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Tell him the words. You run, you slide. You run, you slide. You take a dive. <laughs> no, but that was what was funny is I remember one of our rides doing gigs. That was yeah. the thing. That is true. Adam and I really have done a lot of gigs together. Yeah. Mm. And then and then I went through my tribulations yeah. in life. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we're going to get to all those stories. No, I want to stay on you growing up in Kansas until oh we God. get to the, the present day. So oh when God. you start singing these competitions, yeah. you're crushing them. And then you're going, and are people reacting the way that we're reacting right now to your voice? Was it that... Yeah. Strong. Yeah, and then it'd get to the point where people were like, where people were like, um, you're d- doing an image. You're doing like older, like uh, there would. Be, the thing is, is here like, we go. Take, take take two. Here we go. An older black woman <laughs> came up one time after a show when I was like ten, mm-hmm. and I and she literally gave me the biggest hug, and she was like, "You are not white." She was like on the. She was like, "You're not." She goes, she "What goes, a great compliment." She goes, "Yeah, yeah." She goes, "You're not." She goes, "You're a pop tart." She was like, "You have this little white I know boy outside." You can do a outside. great sassy black woman. Yeah, she was like, "You have this outside, this all vanilla looking. The inside of you is all chocolate, baby, <laughs> all of it." And like, I was like, and my mom's like, "Thank you very much for the compliment." And like, we like, and I was yeah, just like, "Let's That's move it odd. along." Yeah, I know, but I was like, "That was cool. It was odd." Mm-hmm. What but, a weird thing to say to a kid. And what a weird thing to hear. No, no, as a no. Kid. But even my friends' kids, when I go back to Hutchinson, like my three of my best friends as a family of black women, Demita, Jamila, and Kali, and their mom, Miss K, calls me son. And when I go back, their kids, from the time that they were really little, made me sing. I was not allowed to do anything. Or go any or leave until I sang whatever the kids wanted me to sing. That's amazing. And then yeah. they would get in so trouble. you were practicing all the time. Yeah, but that's another thing that like I learned like my like people were always like you never like people always assume because I grew up in Kansas I didn't ever see any black people. No, mm-hmm. like what my connection to black people early on was black people will go crazy for your talent if you can sing, yeah. and white people will go. You know what? You're really good. You know? <laughs> you know what? That's really You know what? You are very talented. But if you sing well around like really sing well around black people, they'll go, "Man, you know what? You a gift. You are a gift. Okay? Can't let this go to waste." Yeah. yeah. It, it, so they, were they, they telling they, you that? They did yeah. the next level. You yeah. had these, like you had so all your friends were like Barry Gordy's. They were just like Yeah, and well, but the, what was funny is they would always get their kids would always get in trouble. They would always act like their kids were in trouble when, like, I'm sorry, when a four-year-old black child looks at a white guy that looks like me and goes, Mama, he sounds like he's black. And they'd be like, don't say that. Like, act like he was, like, they were in trouble. I was like, you can't, you can't, they can't be in trouble. Right. For saying something so honest. They're five. Yeah. You know, like. And that's what they, that's literally, they don't, 
yeah. know that people can necessarily change voices at that point. They, like they, they, like, well, that they, they can no change idea. voices and have it be authentic. Like right. I wasn't doing a mimic. No, that's just how you sang. I sang. That's what. But that's what I gravitated towards. Right. Because that. Because because yeah. let's get this straight. When you when when you sing like that, you're not consciously be like, okay, I'm going to sound like a black R and B singer. Right. You're just like that's just how you sing. Not that I can't. But I mean, as a comedian, yeah, I yeah. do impressions. And that's sure. how, but that's how and it started I can, though. You did. You were mimicking who you liked. Who I liked. Yeah. yeah. When, and, it, and growing up, my first my first CD was Boys to Men. Yeah. My first two CDs actually, I bought them at the same time. Was uh, Boys to Men and Counting Crows. That's, wow, yeah. Wow, good yeah. spectrum there. Yeah, so I've always. <laughs> hey, man, you're, you're college, talking about CDs from my car. Yeah. Yeah. College uh, White Rock and. White uh, Rock and, yeah. and Soul. And uh, some Soul there. Who like else that. did you impersonate as a kid? Because for me, it was all Teachers and Friends was my intro to comedy because I started impersonating them to make people laugh. So, and also, you're incredible at voices, and I feel like a lot of them are, and your characters are pulled from people that you grew up around, right? Yeah. Yes. So, who were those first ones? And what uh, were the voices? I was. I would always make fun of teachers, <laughs> always. Like if they talk, like we, <laughs> I got in trouble all the time in high school. I would always get caught in high school making fun of our football coach because mm-hmm. we were god awful. We were like the worst football team. We almost literally had the worst record in the history of Kansas football. Holy shit! We won one game in the three years that I went to Hutchinson High School. <laughs> But people wow. still came out. Were they in supported because it was a big kind deal? of? I don't know. No, it, no. It, no. We and the first and the one game we won was my first game there when I first moved there. Oh, so, year. so 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 you won. You're like, well, this is like, how so, it's going to be. Yeah, at and all we times. Never won again. And, and, and people looking at you like you don't understand. This and, is yeah. This is and the coaches and the coach. I would get like to keep morale high. Yeah. Uh, the upperclassmen, I bonded with them because I would make it lighthearted jokes and sure. stuff because coach would come in at halftime he came in one time and he goes i do an impression of him he goes he always hold his nose like the, bri- <laughs> the bridge of his nose and just pace around like he was just miserable and he would be like fellas uh i feel lower than well shit right now to, to be honest lower than well shit. Lo- lower than well shit right now i'll be honest riley here's the thing god gave you two hands ten fingers catch the dead gumball okay Catch a dad gumball. All right. Johnson, I don't even know what you're doing out there, but it seriously seems like they're saying hike and you are just falling directly on your ass. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> so he wasn't like the drill sergeant coach. No, no, no. He, he was, was such like a slow paced, methodical disappointment. Also, very sweet. Like yeah. a sweet man that would say things to you like you're like basically like I can't wait. I was like, coach, just once. Just don't even. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Just look at us and scream, you're killing me, Smalls. That's it. Like, because you can do something hip because you're way too nice. Yeah. Because he would always look. It was so pathetic, too. But, but it's probably why we lost. Yeah, well, for like, sure. But like, And I've been on those teams. And Adam, have, I don't know if you've ever been on a team that like just lost like every game, like whatever, uh, at, our, at, at any level, whether it be the league or. Yeah, our football team uh, was like that my yeah. uh, senior year. Yeah, and, and yeah, same thing in the coach. It's only he has to still act. Sure, he's still got to be into it. He can't throw in the chips, but but, but, but like, there is always a psychotic coach yeah. too. We did have that too. Our sure. defensive backs coach was psychotic. But like my whole thing was, I was on a couple of those types of teams growing up, uh, and those were almost more fun when you knew you sucked and you knew like, oh, we have no chance at winning. 
Mm-hmm. So so let's go out there and do some goofy shit. No, there was so many times. I led the yeah. team in touchdowns one season because I literally didn't give a shit. I would go. I, w- I played wide receiver. Yeah, and uh, I would I would literally go out and go like this. They had me running the plays in because mm-hmm. we ran the plays in through wideouts, and I would come in. I go, yeah, coach says just I'm supposed to run to the corner and hit me, and the <laughs> and the quarterback would be like Riley, what's the play? It's what coach said. You got to believe me. And they'd be like, Brett, what's the play? And I would go, and the time clock's running. Yeah. And like the coach would be yelling, God, God while the, by the ball's in the air. And then I'd catch it, score a touch. All right. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right. And then, of course, pull me aside in private and be like, you ever pull that shit again? Yeah. But so you, you were the Terrell Owens of your football team. <laughs> yeah. But I've always, but <laughs> I'm soon. honestly, but that's why I'm a, that's why I'm a, Stand-up comics because I've always had an Allen Iverson mentality. I want to get along with people, but I'm always like, just give me the ball and get out of my way. Like in life, like I'm like practice. We're talking about practice. Like I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feeling, but just give me the ball and let me play. Like (laughs) you've always been that way. I've always like even as a little kid, I never meant to be disrespectful. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be sweet to people, but like it always killed me, man. I was a horrible employee. I I like I'm scared. What were your jobs? I've had every. I've had more jobs than I've had years alive. I want to hear. Yeah, I've been. I was a shoe salesman. What? And I got fired because a woman came in and she had six toes. <laughs> and you think and you think it'd be on like this side or this side, right? No, no, no. It was it was right there, in right the there in the middle, like she had, she, right in the middle. And she, she had like was, that like raptor claw. Yeah, on top, on top. <laughs> it was like a little pinky toe on top that laid oh on top. Oh my god! And she was sassy. She was sassy, and she was like, "I'm buying summer shoes. Just just bring some out." And I like came out and I got all these sandals and I put the. The first one I picked was this sandal that had like a sun design yeah. with a hole in it. And when I slipped uh-huh. it on, that little nub just popped out. Of the- <laughs> and, I, and the guy that was working with me and I couldn't help it. We started laughing. I was yeah. 16. So I got fired. For laughing at the cut. Co- yeah, you can't laugh at the customer's I got deformities. Fired. I, tried, I was like, I'm sorry. I apologize. Well, the woman was being rude. I yeah. wasn't being. But, but And see, I totally see what you're saying because yeah. when I worked at the grocery store, I had the same problem where the customer is always right is what you have to know. But in my eyes, I was like, well, if they're being a little bit of a dick, you get to throw it in their face. Right. And that's where uh, that's why we're comedians. Yeah. Because we were like, yeah. hey, if we're going to get heckled, I don't care that my badge says the name of this business. Right. Her badge says bitch. Yeah. And I'm going <laughs> to fucking give it to her. When I worked yeah. at the customer service booth, this woman comes in and goes, I just put $8 in quarters in the 25 cent A-plus cola machine. Eight quarters. I didn't. I wanted root beer. And every time I got lemon lime, I want my money back. And I go. Okay, um, question. At what point, maybe at like, I don't know. The first time? Yeah. A dollar and quarters, did you realize <laughs> I'm not going to get root beer today? And she goes, what are you saying? I go, well, I love when you just added a lisp there, by the way, halfway through this yeah. conversation, lady. But also, uh, four quarters is a lot, and you didn't get what you wanted. Yet you still put in however many quarters and by the way, seven more dollars. Is, you want yeah, you want a root beer, and you're outside of a grocery store. If only you were close to some place hey, that had I, root beer. She was hitting stupid on many levels. <laughs> yeah, and so I called that out. So she goes, "Why's your manager?" You're, and, and I go, "She goes, are you calling me stupid?" I go, "It ain't a smart move." <laughs> yeah, yeah. She calls over my boss. Well, you're, well, you're not a he genius. Goes, yeah. He gives me shit. Gives her money back. Gives her like coupons for shit. And goes, Adam, customers right, and you can't do that to him. And I'm like, she had tooed, and she's an idiot. And he's like. Okay, but you work here and you can't do that. Yeah, but no, 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 but that was good for you. And I like exactly. I I, I think people should call out people for being stupid because then you don't just float through life. Which is why we're, which is why we're not floating through life. We're comedians because we're first. 
<laughs> it doesn't work. Being, I can't do customer service because, again, no. Right. There is no level of existence for me where somebody's just right because. Right. Yeah. You can't do that. It didn't work for me in school when people were like, well, like my parents, like growing up in the country town, like Hutchinson was great. Yeah. My last, like I was born there and then we, I was there my sophomore year through senior year. So it was great. But my middle years, like when I was in Dodge City, Kansas, which is western Kansas, and Mineola, which is way, like it's literally the armpit of the friggin' earth. 600, 600 people. No way. 100 people from kindergarten, you know, like. I, there why, was, why did your parents just be like, okay, where is, my, where is civilization? They're there, there. Yeah, let's avoid that. Well, yeah. that's where my dad grew up in Mineola. My, okay. And my grandparents, my granddad died, and then grandma started to get, was too old, so he felt like he had to go save the family farm. Gotcha. So we spent like sixth grade wow, to ninth grade with me out like there. Sounds like a Kevin Costner film. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of wanting to write a script about how awful it was growing up there. Sure. Because like, I, I fought every day. I got suspended from school nine times a year for three years straight. Because <laughs> like, I mean, I was getting into it with adults. I was getting yeah. into it with kids you know yeah. like because i was having adults going you need to respect your elders and i'm like really i'm supposed to re- respect somebody that couldn't get a job in a metropolitan area because yeah. you're an idiot right you know what i mean yeah like, <laughs> and like i got kids like and you know i'd go to the singing competitions when i was there too yep. but i would they would call me a wigger are you serious oh yeah dude all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff and like i would get in basketball playing sports there was hell because if i did a if i did a crossover dribble between my legs or around my back pulled out of the game immediately what? Because I was hot dogging it. And my nickname in junior high was The Riley Show. <laughs> and I was like, that's not a bad nickname. That's like, an amazing yeah, nickname. That's fantastic. And these like redneck kids would be like, oh, The Riley Show. I'm like, that's, could you guys seriously? Like, yeah, I love that you're. Can I get that on my varsity yeah, jacket? Also, <laughs> you don't get to say it in a mockingly fashion. Yeah, because yeah. it's awesome. It means I'm dope. Yeah, quit calling me The Riley Show because it's awesome. And, yeah. and also, like, talking like this, I'm like, we're in Kansas. You guys are talking like we're in, like, the bowels of Alabama. Yeah. We're in the middle of Kansas. Like, there's, slight accent, there's maybe. A T-Y yeah, right there. Yeah. yeah. And, I, like, that's what kills me about accents. But growing up like that, that, that dynamic, though, of being out in the sticks. Yeah. In civilized world. You had And to then living. And Kansas was. I mean, Kansas isn't. It's embarrassing as shit now, but but <laughs> that that's where the dynamic came from is like being around country people that have no reason to pretend like they're country and right. and being around black people that are in Kansas. Like now, that's there, what gave me the dynamic. Was there any job that allowed you though to actually um, uh, be yourself and like if you made those jokes and th- where the manager was like supportive of it and be like, oh, Brett's a funny guy. Like at the grocery store, even though my manager condoned me for that shit, he still let me do the announcements for like, yeah. you know, like, hey, we've got a special on granola bars and pecan pie. Do the announcement over the store. So I get on the intercom and be like, Albertson Shoppers, because I always do like a funny voice or yeah. make my own jokes. So was there a job where somebody was like, yo, sing all of the fucking Pop-Tart specials. Uh, I would say this is what was weird is I would always get fired and whoever fired me would always give me a referral. Huh. Nice. Like they would always be like, this is not working out. You know it. But this isn't for you. But I bet, uh, you know, they they were like, but we don't think you're bad. And matter of fact, we enjoy We enjoy you. Like I got fired from the golf course. But like Prairie Dunes in Hutchinson is like one of the best golf courses in the country. Like they even had the senior PGA Tour championship there. Nice. And uh, anyway. So I worked there when I was 18, right before I went to college, and it's very swanky. And anyway, this eight-year-old kid comes in. It's 120 degrees, and I'm in the gazebo 
by the pool and it's like 120 there's no air conditioning and a grill's going Mm -hmm. so i'm like turning green and i'm like dying and this eight-year-old comes in and goes make me a hot dog dickhead and i go that's how he introduces himself he goes make me a hot dog dickhead he's eight and i go i go i'm not serving you i was like i don't care if you want water uh, you're not being served. I'm not. You can't talk to me that way. Yeah. And if you if you have a problem with it, have your mom come in. This lady comes in and goes, "Don't say anything to my kids. Just keep flipping those burgers until you get your GED." And Holy I shit. and I lost it. And I went like this. I was like, "Listen to me, okay?" I go, yeah. "If that little shit comes in here again, I, and calls me a dickhead, I will cover his little ass in ketchup and throw him on the fucking grill." And I go, and also. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, and why also, would you sing that at him? And I also go, and you, I go, and you. I was like, look, you obviously went to college. Your parents told you go to college, blow a frat guy, mm-hmm. and then sit your fat ass all day long by the country club pool. <laughs> and she goes, do you know who my husband is? I was like, yeah, I know who that fruity son of a bitch is. And if he comes in here, I'll shove his fucking nine iron up his ass. <laughs> and like the, and the, the my boss, when he fired me, he came walking out to the pool and he was trying really hard not to smile <laughs> in front of the members. Right. But when he like got me alone, he was dying. He was like, I can't believe you said all that. That's he awesome. said it's so cool. He was like, yeah. he was like, well, because that's what that's what they've all wanted yes. to say. Yeah, and he was like, he was like, oh my god, and that no, that same club still had me back to do comedy. They did like, yeah, that's the best. And like, like the winery that yeah. we used to so go. So when did you start? So when you when you you met Shana in before Paso Robles? Yeah, I'd been doing comedy for six years when I met Shana. Okay, mm-hmm. in uh, Hutch? No, in no. South Dakota. Okay, that's why we were gonna have our first song at our wedding. Uh, we fell in love in a hopeless place, but she wouldn't let me because she didn't <laughs> think it was funny, and she. Didn't. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, nothing says romance like South Dakota. Like South Dakota. Yeah. She hates it. I tell her all the time, you're the queen of the trolls. I was like, you are. <laughs> like, you are. I was like, I'm not going to lie. I saw her from stage. It was like a packed out. It was all the co- like she was had she was in her second to last semester of nursing school. I look out over the crowd and I'm telling jokes. I, she's the hottest chick in the room. Yeah. And all the rest of these chicks are like, I can chug a whole handle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I mean, hey, <laughs> y- hey, you take Shana. I'll, I'll, I'll take the girl that can chug a whole handle of Jack no, Daniels. <laughs> but that was the thing that I loved about Shana is like that was all of her girlfriends that they were all like, like I was like, what do you go to school for? I'm going to veterinarian school. It's like, and I can, I'm gonna take care of them pups. Yeah. So you can work on your relatives, dude. I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. No, but I mean, it was odd because I did. It was totally out of the blue, and we just like met. And uh, it was all good. Yeah, and love at first sight. You saw her through the crowd. Yeah, man. And we and like she came. I tried to ignore her. And she quoted Anchorman. She approached. She chose me, dude. She approached me. She came Whoa. up and she was like, her girlfriend came up and told her, like, hey, if you want to talk to that guy, you better go over there because he's like surrounded by girls and he's selling CDs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no. She was like, I mean, he is. I really do think he's cute and I would love to talk to him. But if he's being swarmed, he's being swarmed. So her girlfriend comes over and goes, hey, when you're done talking to these girls, come over and talk to us. And I was like, okay. Came over and not talked to him. Anything of it? No, I'm not. Yeah. Came over, talked to her girlfriend and all of her friends, and never made eye contact with her. Like, if this is Shane, I never looked at her. Mm-hmm. I just checked her out. out of the, and then I go out of your peripherals. Yeah, and I, and I, and they were like, "Come out to the bars, and we'd love to see you out later." And I was like, oh, "All right." I go back over to the British comic Steve Hurst out of Texas that I was working with. Uh, he's like, "You meet any ghosts?" And I was like, <laughs> "Ah, there's one over there," and she caught me. Like I thought I was safe because we were across the bar. Did he give yeah. you British guy advice? Yeah, he's like, make sure to stick the remote in the hoo-ha. 
back at the hotel. Are you serious? They love that. No, it, Steve's it, nasty. And, and you're like, that's dirty as hell. He's like, actually, yeah. in Britain, that's just a high five. No, and that was the thing, too. It's like, Steve, I don't know how Shane and I lasted because I worked with Steve that whole week and she like came two hours down the road to Sioux, like, to Sioux City in Iowa to like oh, hang City, out. Wow. And like, we're out eating breakfast. And he's like, oh, man, you should have seen the beast I had sex with last night. He's like, she was huge. He's like, she was so big. And I've just, I was like, I wanted to not like her, but I do because she made me a sandwich before she left. And I was like, and like, this is like m- the girl that I'm like, yeah. I'm like digging her and I'm like, yeah, this is never going to last. Yeah, she sees right. that these are your friends. Yeah. And every, and it was like that for the first couple of years that she would see me, like she'd meet other comics that I was working with. She was like, there's no way this guy's not. With hanging out with these guys, there's no way she, he's not just like a piece of shit. Yeah, they're not diving into whatever strange yeah. is on yeah. the road. I've just never been interested in it. I was, I don't know. I've been a serial monogamous my whole yeah. life, probably because of the R and B. You know what I mean? <laughs> just because you have so much love in your heart. Oh yeah, dude. Because I, like I used to, like, oh, dude, I was always heartbroken as a kid. I like gave up a scholarship. I gave up a full ride scholarship for singing in college because I turned into the wedding singer. I got my heart broken, and I was like, holiday. Celebrate! What? It was like so bad. How dude. long did you wedding sing? No, I didn't. I turned into the. God, but see, that? that's a believable uh, wedding thing. Oh, I've sang at weddings before. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, but I was never like, "Hey, I'm Brett Alex. Hire for me for your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> come out and do this every weekend." What would you sing at weddings? And would I sang you upstage country. the weddings. Whoa! What killed me one time is my. I had a girlfriend <laughs> that made me that asked me to sing at her sister's wedding. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was so white trash, dude. Her sister was eight <laughs> months pregnant, and it was country issue. Oh, dude, I dude, I'm so I pray, I still say a prayer every morning that I didn't end up with this girl. <laughs> Seriously, because like her family, like her family was so white trash that like her dad, when I first met her, was like he had like a, a flat top and a handlebar mustache, and he was like, "What are your intentions with my daughter?" And I was like, well, "Yeah," and I was like, "Well, I'm going to teach her to read, and then I'm going to I'm going to let her know there's other sports besides NASCAR." <laughs> Uh, you know, and like I'm gonna make her drink juice through a straw yeah. and break the bag open with her teeth. <laughs> but she, yeah, Holy this girl. Shit. There's this a girl. there's a recycling bin, and you don't just have to oh, smash it on your forehead. I know. Dude. <laughs> he was like, so so she at her. <laughs> what are your intentions? What are your intentions? <laughs> what are your intentions with my daughter? Uh, lots of stuff. <laughs> There's so much to learn. That's, is that, her, her dad sounds like a country droopy dog. Oh, he, yeah. Vegan. <laughs> what are your intentions? Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You're going to do bad things to my daughter, aren't you? Yes, you are. Damn it. Seems like it's every other weekend. <laughs> no, but it was bad. And she was... She was just naughty, you know. Like that was, you know. We all have to. There's different dates you can go on. It's not just a hayride every (laughs) weekend. (laughs) Every weekend, love of God. So, so with you and Shannon, when you oh, go ahead. No, but I wanted to say her sister asked. She she had me sing at this wedding, so they had me sing "Cross My Heart." I cross my heart and promise to give all I've got to give to make all your dreams come true and all that shit so I'm like that's unbelievable so I'm saying it and and dude I swear to god I tried to country, I tried to do it exactly like I practiced a million times yeah, in yeah. front of them and did it exactly how they wanted me to they still afterwards told me I fucked it up they told me I still did it too soulful they oh were like like god. they still you they still did it you still did it like you were some kind of goddamn R&B singer 
It's well, a country sure. song. I'm, I'm sure they didn't use the words R and B singer. R and B, like, so, like you're some kind of a goddamn jigaboo or something. You should. I mean, I'm just telling you. What did I say? I wanted it to be low. You did it sometimes. Sometimes you do it, honey. Okay. So cross my heart. Why does like I'm, like you got? <laughs> why do those country singers I'm sound like Jack. they just have heartburn? They're trying to no, clear no, their it's throats. Like a, Hug you. Hey, often have I told you? You got any Rolades? Y'all right? I just love the chalky flavor. (laughs) (laughs) So okay, so so uh, when did you tell Shana your uh, your wife that you could sing? When did she find out? Oh, that was a thing. That's always kind of been a thing that I do in my act. Which, by the way has always made uh, headliners that I'm opening for angry. To yeah. an extent. And let's mm-hmm. talk about headliners, even too. when I was, like, young. And also, the, you the, got into the um, black stand-up world and uh, crush it. And that's crazy because very few white comics are on all black shows. Right? Like, any, the it's like improv, you and Gary Owen. The, yeah, right, but, I, but the thing Why that I do... Why is that, though? Um, because, uh, for one, like I said, uh, black people have a very big appreciation for people that are like rhythmically and 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 musically inclined. Right. Sure. Like when I come out on stage and I say, you know, growing up, I, I always knew I was going to be an R and B singer, and the crowd looks at me all like, and they start oh, really? laughing. No, yeah. and they start laughing, and yeah. I looked at them, and I look at them, and I go, <laughs> okay, your laugh, your laughter is racism. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> my wife, by the way, told me never to do that. When I first told her I was going to do that, yeah. I said mm-hmm. next time I go out in front of an all black audience and I racist. say I'm an all, and I'm I'm an I always knew I was going to be an R and B singer. When they laugh, I'm going to tell them they're racist. <laughs> and my wife was like, do not, yeah, 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 don't do that. And I did. And the first time I did it, like it made it even more funny. Yeah. And then I, as soon as I hit that first thing. Where I did like the one that I first did was the Usher thing because everybody knows Usher. Right. So I would say like whenever I get into a fight with my girl, uh, she'd be like, I'm so pissed at you. And I'd be like, no, 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 they like they don't see it coming, but as soon right. as I do that, all of a sudden people are like, "Oh, yeah, oh, let's pay attention." Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's actually maybe it's got, smart to do that right off the bat, too, yeah, because that's a great way to make them just. But it did kill me for years having comics come up to me, like really talented comics that I really appreciate their standard sure. and thought were funny. It, it used to kill me when they'd come up and say like backhanded stuff, you know. Not and I'm not like it's a, I understand, no, of course. But when they'd come up and be like. Don't get me wrong. You're funny, kid. You're funny. You but. are. But you got to admit, like, the crowds like you because you can do that singing shit. Wow, and I'm like, man. I was like, I love how they're trying to make you feel bad for you. Like, you're like, yeah, the crowds like me. Yeah, you're making I'm me- a comedian. Yeah, but they were, but What's that's my the thing. Job? It's forever they would say that it wasn't comedy. Right. Like, people would say because, because they can't do it. But also because I wasn't full out coming out and going like, um, because I wasn't doing a corny parody version right. of songs, I would literally just reference mm-hmm. good singers and then show that I could sing exactly like them. Yeah. Like, that was the thing that people were like, it's not really a comedy, though. I was like, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. I'm showing. And the joke is that I look like this. Right. And I know what I look like. It's like every time can- every time Rick Astley sang. 
<laughs> never gonna give you up. It's the same thing. Never gonna let you down. You're like, oh, that's a 55-year-old black man from Mississippi. It's a redhead? What? Every time I never hear... Never gonna run around <laughs> and hurt you. Is it weird that every time I hear an old Rick Astley song now, I think of Andrew Luck? <laughs> Why? Because Rick Astley's singing voice sounds like Andrew Luck's speaking voice when he's being interviewed. <laughs> wow, it really I does. saw him get interviewed today on NFL, Inside the NFL, and oh. he was like... I guess that's the thing about our offense uh, <laughs> is that, uh, you know, when you got an Andre Johnson. And he sounds like he has a bubble in his throat. Like, I mean, that's the thing about our uh, guys. And, and uh, Andrew, and he Andrew what about bubble, the fact that he sounds like he has a bubble yeah, in the back of he, his throat? He, he, he doesn't have a bubble. His neck is actually collapsing under the weight of his neck beard. <laughs> and Andrew, what do you <laughs> It's just slowly going in. Like uh, I, uh, I have to shave I just, yeah, because if I, gotta, I don't, I, I die. Guys, if I don't shave, honestly, they're not going to understand my audibles. And, uh, <laughs> and Andrew, so. and Andrew, Andrew, we love that you uh, never turn the ball over. Well, we're never going to give it up. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, we're not going to give. Yeah, that's just, <laughs> never going to give. Never going to. That was one of the first singers I uh, started to. Actually, that's you know how uh, Peyton Manning has Omaha. His yeah. is Rick Roll. Rick Roll. <laughs> 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 but like, and, but back to your point, and that that always drove me nuts when, like, because well, sometimes a feature like there's this great feature act, yeah, uh, in, in uh Florida named um, Mike Hurley, okay, and he does this bit in in the end where he like has a fire wallet, like it's a wallet that he opens it up and flames come out of it, okay. and he and and he sells these fire wallets. After the show, and the bit just destroys. Right, the bit crushes. And I was working with him one, one time, and the host came up to me and was like, "Hey, if, if if you don't want him to do that fire wallet thing, like many people tell him not to do, it. it's like, why? That's also so shitty. Yeah. And there's been so many. T- okay, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I had a very very famous comedian that does impressions, and he's mm-hmm. extremely talented. I and I actually love his work. Yeah. But he came up to me when I was 23 and didn't make eye contact and flat mm-hmm. out said to me, uh, "Okay, that first show was great." Um, this the rest of these shows. Um, no singing, no impressions, yeah, yeah. and then just walks off. And and he said, "Oh, also don't sell merch." I was like, "Really? You're so, gonna? So you think I'm gonna let you take money out of my pocket? Right? In your hometown show that you and know. my hometown show? Yeah. And you're gonna tell me what I can and can't do on stage? I was like, no. no. Went up, went up. Yeah. Th- and I'm not gonna say who it is, but his name rhymes with Bank Maliendo. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I met it. I ran into him a couple years later, and he was very nice. He cool. literally came okay, up to good. me, and sh- and he literally came up and said, "I love it when somebody proves me wrong." Because I went and talked to him oh, after the show. Nice. I went up and talked to him the f- after the show, yeah, and I said, "I know you think that it was I'm like country- an old boss telling you what to do again." But yeah. I went up and just was like, "I know that you thought." I-, I told him. I said at the time, I was like, "I know you think I'm just a country bumpkin kid, mm-hmm. and this is like a passing phase for me." But I was like. This is what I do, and I'm and I'm pretty good at it. And I'm an, we'll see each other again out probably out in L.A. Mm-hmm. And I was like, because I think I'm thinking more West Coast. Yeah, <laughs> I still haven't. By the way, it still pisses me off that I haven't been to New York. Yeah, you will. You yeah. gotta go. I'm excited. I mean, you will. Uh, and and now uh, you and Shana then go to Paso Robles, yeah. wine country mm-hmm. for what? Because that's a very obscure move. I had a buddy that just did it up to Napa to, and, but him and his wife both work at wineries. So we went not- because my wife was. My wife had a. She said uh, she was fresh out of nursing school. Grew up in a town of twenty four hundred people in Iowa, close to the Minnesota border. Yep. And wow. she was like, so she looks I'm at not- your city's like it's a bustling yeah. metropolis. Yeah. <laughs> Thirty thousand people. Yeah. And she was <laughs> like, we're not. She was like, I'm not taking my first job. 
mm-hmm. in a hospital in, in LA. I'm just, it's too big of a jump. So I was yeah. like, well, where are we going? She was like, I have a recruiter came to the university, uh, Templeton, California, which is 10. It's just, just south of Paso Robles. Temple, yep. Like Paso Robles, Templeton, Tescadero. It's these three cities right there on the central coast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I looked at a map. I was like, so it's three hours from San Francisco, three hours from LA. I was like, perfect. Okay. I was like, perfect. Yep. And I was literally in LA um, three times a week, You're driving right. six hours round trip. Holy I'd shit. get home at like four in the morning. So you weren't couch crashing? No, because I didn't know anybody. Oh, wow. And I would get like, uh, I would get, God, the killer, the ones, the times that would kill me would be like, when I'd be ready to go and I'd build up like, like I'd built myself up a little bit and they started to believe in me mm-hmm. and I'd be doing like Mo Better Mondays and I'd be about to go on stage and D-Ray would have come out in the hallway and been like, yo, you're about to kill him, dude. You're about to kill him. But Kevin Hart walks in. Oh. I get bumped and I drove, you know, I got to drive six hours oh, round trip and I get bumped, yeah. you know, or my caps would come in. I'd get, yeah. and that happens, but sure. it was killing me at and, the, and at the you, back and then. And you couldn't go, hey guys, I drove six hours. Come on guys. Yeah. Yeah. I and, mean, uh, you could, but. It's, I think it's the right move not to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's same with. Uh, there's lots of things in this business that honestly, I went. I wish people realized it's way better to just avoid trying to act like this is a combative thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of people though that have that. Um, I can't think of the word right now. What's it just? Chutzpah. <laughs> well, no, like like worrying about Dude, stuff. Yeah. If you're gonna try to do Hebrew, at least make it sound like an actual chutzpah. word. It's hu- chutzpah. It's chutzpah. It's it's chutzpah. Well, you got that right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. You said like chutzpah. chutzpah. And that sounds like the fucking sandal that a reindeer wears. <laughs> chutzpah. I don't know, man. Uh, re- sandal. All right, my reindeer. neck hurts. Dude, when we were, <laughs> but being on the road was fun, man. Yeah. But Paso Robles was crazy because, well, first of all, that's that's just awesome that you had that. Uh, yeah, and then I started working at the wineries. Yep. Just to get to know the locals. I was sure. like, I need to get a job. Yeah. Because you like, were driving back and forth. You're like, I have to have. It's like, I don't have any ties to the town and we live here. And my wife works nights at the hospital, so we don't know anybody. Holy right. shit. So my wife's like, literally, she was like, I love you, but we're like 3,000 miles away from whatever it is from our families. Mm-hmm. And we don't know anybody locally. So I was like, you know what? You're right. I'll 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 go I'll start putting down some roots and I just went and worked at the wineries and started going to the downtown brew yep. and made friends with everybody and my, now it still piss, pisses my wife off because if she would go like so because I would go and sing karaoke yeah I never had to pay for drinks Adam witnesses this has witnessed this multiple times yeah yeah never had to pay for drinks and I always thought it was like way too good and I felt like I was getting shafted I felt like I was shafting somebody and they were like mm-hmm. dude do you really think you're shafting the business. <laughs> they were like, you don't think the owner knows? And I go, right. oh, he knows? And they go, yeah, he knows. Like, yeah, he knows. And by the way, do you think he cares if you drink for free all night? Because 35 people came in to watch you basically <laughs> right. do a free comedy set yeah. all night because you're going up and singing like everything from Johnny Cash to Jay-Z and gradually getting drunker and funnier. Wow. Yeah. And, so then, like, and, then, and then they're all fr- drinking more to keep up with you yeah. as well. So I became, and right. they're buying my drinks. Right. So people don't know oh that. Oh my I'm, god, dude! Yeah. So, so and by the way, I realized I just put this together. That was not your stage. Long ago. That was where that you was were performing my stage, every night. But it also was back in Kansas. Yeah. Because I always had everywhere I've ever lived, I had that, and I always thought that I was some kind of a creeper, like some kind of a slime ball for having those hookups and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then it's been explained to me now as I'm older. No, buddy, you weren't getting over on anybody. We let you drink for free, yeah. and it was a totally equal payoff because 35 people were coming in to watch you get drunk and sing songs. Right. 
Dude, and have a blast. You were the Robin Hood of comedy, going from town to town, dropping yeah. just fucking <laughs> happiness it on was, the local And breweries. I would always yeah. have these little posses and stuff, and they were like, dude, you should see it. Uh, you should drive by next week. Don't come to karaoke and drive by next week. And I was like, okay. So I took a week off, and the owner called me, and he was like, I saw you drive by. Come in. Because nobody, like, people would leave. Yeah. <gasps> and it was crazy. And that's why when we did comedy, those yeah. places... Would se- it would sell out. Yeah. That, they would sit there, too. They wouldn't yeah. even go to the bathroom, dude. Really? And he would pack 250 people in the upstairs of this brewery, and, yeah. uh, and it was just, uh, they set up a good, a good enough stage, and the sound was good enough. And that's, by the way, uh, and I told this story uh, when we had Melissa McCarthy on the I podcast, get- the story of me getting the wine glass thrown at me uh, after I did my Wolverine jokes. Oh, that was the there. Yeah. That was that. That was that night. And the second part of that story, I haven't told on a podcast, but it's basically the night that I, that could, they- could have died. Yeah, I don't know how I'm not dead yeah. from this night. True. And mm-hmm. it's not from, well, I was about to say, it's not from drinking and smoking pot, but it was. <laughs> because I was performing in the venue that Brett, yeah. Brett just mentioned was very generous if you made them laugh. And they are buying me drinks, yeah. and and the, the show was great. I, By the way, I'm coming off of catching a wine glass in fucking midair from 20 feet away. Without looking. Without looking. So the place... Not only am I buddies with you and did well, but yeah. that happened. So they loved me double time. It was there was nothing. Yeah. Hey man, times that by a thousand, and that's what happened in the upstairs of this brewery. See, I've never seen you. I the, I'll never forget that you came off stage and went like this. I've never felt energy like that. And you like <laughs> were serious, man. You were like I've never felt energy like that. You were like. He was like, from start to finish, you were like, give it up for him. He's my boy. And it was yeah, like, yeah, well, you set me up, right? Yeah. And then, because you went, went on nuts. first, man, and you warmed it up so great. But then, like, That's they, were thing so, that- they were so, they were so, they wanted comedy, man, in a place where there was no comedy club. You brought people that uh, want to laugh a great show. Why can't more comics do that for their buddies? You know what I mean? Like, what go mean, first. Just- I have no yeah. problem doing it. It's not because I'm like, oh, you're. Eight times better than me. I'm not. I don't think that way. Like right. and like everybody. That's what I'm really loving about my life right now is I'm about to have my second kid. Mm-hmm. Adam's one of my first buddies out here. Brent Morin, Delia was on the first couple of shows that I did. Yep. Jason Collings, all these guys. Mm-hmm. Every single person that I've come in contact with out here, I feel just very fortunate. Yeah. Because everybody's doing well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it's just, cool. And it's cool from everything that you've gone through to now like be here yeah be a part of the scene i can't imagine i'm sure you think about the the at one point when you're driving back and forth there's just got to be a big party that's like okay what am i what am i doing this is not gonna happen there's so many what am i and then you're going Mm -hmm. back and then but and then good on shana and this is why you guys are so great for to go yo you got to uh acclimate to the our surroundings and then that got you that just got the wheels going more because you're performing more for sure um not letting me die, which, by the way, uh, real quick, the end of that story, yeah. I go back to the hotel, <laughs> I get a couple lean cuisines, uh, realize there's no uh, microwave, so I take the lean cuisines out, throw them uh, up against the wall, they break, I get into the shower fully clothed. <laughs> I get into the shower fully clothed, because I'm so fucked up, I'm like, yeah. I don't know what I need, but I need to be, I need water will, will cool me down. So I don't take my clothes off, I get in the shower fully clothed. Next thing I know... I put on my arm, resting on the shower, like I just lost the big game. And I'm just like feeling bad for myself, and I'm so fucked up, and I'm just trying to breathe. Next thing I know, I wake up because I'm falling out of the shower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I fell asleep standing up, and my legs got cut out from under me. Yeah. And I, you just hear this, boom, boom. And fucking. We'd been yelling at him, too, for 20 like, minutes. Yeah, because I'm in the bathroom, the shower's on, and then I've been in there. Right. The other comedian came up and was like, hey, man, 
Adam has been in the shower for uh, we'll 30, see. 30, God bless. We'll yeah. see. Fucking great. Like 30, 30, do Will's voice. Hey, brother. Adam's been in there. <laughs> Adam been in there at least 35, 40 minutes. <laughs> you need to come. Hey, man, we got to get him out of there. Yeah. Man. So then he's, I like, fall, he's not responding. So I fall. You could hear. I could hear him going like this. He was starting to wake up because he was. <laughs> and we're like, I was like, Adam, come on, man. Seriously, you need to get out of there, man. It's kind of dangerous. You're a little too drunk to be in the show. And then all of a sudden, I you go, hear, I go, no, I <laughs> and you can hear the shower curtain come down. Oh, like he's lucky he didn't have a major head injury, man. Oh, oh my god. god. So then I get up. I go, you guys leave me alone. I'm fine. Don't tell me what to do. I get back in the get shower. Get back in the shower. And there's by this time now there's water running out <laughs> of the Yo, thing. Okay, the shower, fine. And I fall out again. Uh-huh. I fell asleep twice. And next time even harder. And then I get up and go, okay, I gotta go outside. <laughs> so then I open the door and Will's just laughing and I'm soaping wet. Uh. And uh and anyway, it was um it was a memorable night. That's ridiculous. I'll never forget it because uh it was also the night that I discovered Pinot Grigio. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) thought that's inappropriate Um, all right so uh paso robles you you finally come to la Mm -hmm. and then uh you start to uh get acclimated to the scene and like you've said um you start running the show at the bank heist right yeah which is a dope bar in north hollywood that's now called the federal bar right uh, That's a great bar. And now, yeah. Was, yeah. was your thought too? You were like, "All right, I need to like to meet people." Like, well, two stuff. days. It presented itself two days after we moved here. Like, I literally lived in LA for two days in North Hollywood, and I went over there to see the place because they hadn't opened yet, right. and they but they had the doors open because they were like training staff and right. all this stuff. I walked in and just introduced myself. They gave me a tour of the place and thought I was filling out an application to be like a bartender. And I was like, "Not actually, man. I wanted to look at the space to see if it was conducive to like having a comedy night," mm-hmm. and it just. Yeah, and they were like, you know what? We'll give you Tuesdays, and then we negotiated. Like, I told them what I was bringing, and mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was talking about, but I, I pulled it off. <laughs> uh, hey, no, but I, I wanted to do uh, the Rolls Royce of comedy workout rooms, so I said, hey, I'm going to need these comics to drink for free and eat for free, mm-hmm. and I can bring in the the best comics. Yeah. And I got the MI kids, a couple kids from the Musicians Institute that were friends of mine, to come in and play like a like basically like a Tonight Show band like wow and uh and I would and I seriously would just go to the improv and walk up to people and go hey I'm Brett this is what I'm trying to do mm-hmm. uh, or I'd hit them up on MySpace Facebook whatever and, yeah and just be like hey this is what I'm trying to do if it's something that interests you because it's not that far out of the way it's just over yeah. the hill and it's on and it's on a Tuesday so yeah it's on a Tuesday a, a, so it'd a be a dead or night town. yeah like a, yeah it'd be on a night when you're in from out of town right. or whatever so like. All of a sudden, it was like like a, a show. A typical show would be like Chris Porter, Chris D'Elia, mm-hmm. and Corey Holcomb. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I would always make the shows like that too, to where it would be a good, like strange, like a cool mix. Right. Or it'd be uh, like Joey Diaz canceled on me one time because he got a bit. Uh, he got a role on My Name Is Earl, and he was stuck on set, and he was like, mm-hmm. "I'm sorry." He was like, "I'm sorry. I'm not trying to leave you hanging, <laughs> but I'm sending my buddy." I gave him. I gave him your number. He's gonna call you. and He's gonna come. I think he might bring bring some of his friends. Is that okay? It's Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan comes out two weeks in a row and brings uh, Duncan go. Trussell and Ari Shafir. So this was my show for a while. And, and that immediately like gives it validation because now when you're trying to uh, solicit other comics, you're like, Yo, hey, Rogan did it. Yeah, that's and that's all comics need to hear is uh, they need to, oh, yeah, that's it's legit. All, you know, and yeah, but I mean, it, it was also people liked it because it was also a spot in town where you could do. I was only booking three comics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And maybe if yeah, you were letting me do 20, 25 minutes, yeah, like we're, three it, years in. Yeah, three years in. And you uh, you were like a friend of mine went to school with you at USC. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she was like, my buddy Adam is funny. That's how... Caitlin. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, and That's he, how we met. Not not Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, <laughs> nice, <laughs> but no, nice. Caitlyn. Topical Anderson. jokes. Topical jokes. <laughs> oh um, man, it's no, a lot worse he, when a real person does this. It sound does. <laughs> it is. No, but he, uh, yeah, but she was like, my buddy Adam. So you had like a clip up of like yeah. you at Wise Guys in like Utah or something. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I don't. I want to meet him. Yeah, seems like a nice guy. Yeah, He's like come out. And then you came out and you were funny and I. Just thought you were a cool guy. I was yeah. like, you know what? This is a cool guy. So you started doing it. Yeah, Delia be, started doing it. Yeah. Vincent O'Shaughnessy started doing it pretty regularly. Jason Collins would come with Delia. Yeah. And Delia was like, come on, man. Let me let my man get on stage. Like I'd be like, all right. So like nice. Delia. So like Jason, I remember Jason doing like, like doing like a five minute spot every yeah. once in a while. He would yeah. come up and like. And it's good. That, and what a crazy thing too that you had to. And I guess just all your work experience. Like, but running a show you hadn't really done yet, right? And especially in, a, in yeah. a place like L.A. where you're, I mean, everyone, they don't know your experience level. So they're just like, oh, if you're running the show, you are going to tell the com- book the comics, tell them how long to do and everything. So well, I would, but, up- but I would, but I was like, but I, I was running it to where it was like the Rolls Royce to workout rooms. Yeah. I wasn't going to be like, okay, you got eight minutes up there, champ. Like, I was like, gonna, not going <laughs> to do that. Like, so like Rogan came out two weeks in a row to prepare for his House of Blues thing. Yeah. You know, he was like. And he was like, and I remember him pulling me aside. If you if you lose this room, you're an idiot, and mm-hmm. I will choke slam you. And I was like, okay, because uh, I lost it like very shortly after yeah. that. <laughs> because the owner came up to me and got greedy, and he was just like, yeah, we don't. He, and this is seriously how his voice sounded. He was like, mm-hmm. I don't have to, you know, what we're paying you, any number of comics can do this. Uh, and and then it's but now that, it's and it's and it became a bringer. Yeah, and room, that all, and then that it all went to happens crap. with people that don't understand comedy and that don't understand. Well, unfortunately, that it, it, it ebbs and flows, and you got to find the places. That's yeah. the key in comedy yeah. is you got to find the places where they're putting up the polished, funny act. Yeah, mm-hmm. because everybody wants to believe, and that's just kind of a societal thing too. Is you want to believe that you can get something for nothing, and you can't. Right. Yeah. It's, like, it's, yeah, uh, not everybody's a comic. All, yeah, we've all like everybody as a comic like has that. walked into a party where right. people where you don't even want to tell people you're a comic because you know that there's going to be at least one or two guys that have too many drinks and won't leave you alone all night. Going, yeah. hey man, you know what I thought about Ken and to comedy too. <laughs> you heard the one about the black guy doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you're I, like, don't how no, go away. Talk to me. Do you have a great story of of that from a show either back home, like after you know your time in LA and getting sh- some shit going, like. And then you go back, like, oh, what do people like? That's all you you hanging out with, but or you know you're doing. I mean, I had an ex football coach trying to start a fight with me after he paid twenty dollars to come and watch me at a sold out show. He st- he hung around and went yeah. to the bar where everybody was drinking afterwards, and he comes up to me and goes, just like interrupts. I'm talking to all these people from like high school and stuff, mm-hmm. and just telling everybody thank you so much for showing support. And uh, you know, he comes up and he goes, man, you think you're better than us? And I go, what? No man, and I go, but I, but I'd had a cold drink, so I go, but I do have to say, anybody that poses that question doesn't that kind of answer itself. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. And he goes, that's the thing about you. He was like, that's the thing about you, man. I wanted, that's why I wanted to kick your ass when I, when you were sixteen, and I'd love to kick your ass now for saying stupid shit like that. And I went, oh, and man. I just looked, at, and I just looked at him, and I was like, man, I don't know how else to put it. 
One, you like a two, two, two. No, but I told him, I was like, dude, for one, you just paid $20 to come and see me. Yeah. Two, does it not stand out to you that, the, that like people like you is the reason I do what I do? Because there's so many people like you that want so badly to be a consequence to other people. Because God forbid you have to go find a passion and actually make something of your fucked up life. <laughs> I was like, you just want to be a consequence. You know what I mean? And this is the thing. The only way you could make yourself a consequence in my life is through an extreme act of violence. Do you understand that? Like, <laughs> uh, I was hoping for some like sweet sitcom, uh, you know, like. And then we had a dance off. <laughs> uh, no, but I just told him I was like, dude, you have to like hurt me a lot to, for me. To- <laughs> <laughs> Not that way. Not that way. Uh, <laughs> wow, dude, that's funny. no. But it was odd. I just remember. <sighs> I just remember thinking it was odd, <laughs> and people looking at me like I was the biggest jerk ever for saying that. But it, but she's like, "How are you going to tell somebody that was your high school teacher?" Then, by the like, way, he threatened to kick my ass. Yeah, yeah. how it's are you like, going to tell an old high school teacher that he's inconsequential? And I was like, Bleh. "Well, he paid twenty dollars to come and see me, and then opened right. his fucking mouth. He's yeah. not dealing with a kid anymore. Yeah, yeah. I'm not looking up anymore. We're yeah. either yeah. eye to eye or fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> see, that's my problem. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I squeeze those in every now. That's always I a couple like steps behind the metaphors. <laughs> I like it. Perfect, man. Uh, now, uh, before we uh, b- before we wrap this up, uh, I do have to ask you about the car accident because yeah. holy shit, dude. Yeah, man. But then we'll spin this into talk about your adorable two year old daughter because yeah. no, that's uh, fine. Adam, no, because uh, that's a that's a sweet positive. Adam lesson. was at my wedding mm-hmm. after, and this was after the accident. But the reason that my wife is, I mean, she's always been special and great. But dude, we were dating. She was my girlfriend. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I went and did a showcase at the comedy store for a couple network execs and some stuff, and literally had handshakes out. Saying we'll sign contracts, do stuff later this week. You're versatile. Mm-hmm. You're you know you're a white guy that can do the black rooms and blah blah blah. And you, but it, but you're not losing your. Anyway, long story short, I went to go celebrate with some friends. It was like nine thirty at night. Night you know night hadn't even begun yet. Yeah, wasn't anything crazy. Got t-boned by a nineteen year old kid. No driver's license. Uh, hit me going sixty five miles an hour in a minivan on my side. Oh. Um, ruptured my diaphragm. My guts were behind my lungs. Fractured my pelvis in three places, but Wait, everything. Now I've played Operation a few times. Yeah, uh, guts behind your lungs is not good, right? No, no, no. When the <laughs> when the diaphragm rip, that's what separates. <laughs> that's what you hear if you try to <laughs> <Yeah>. put the <laughs> guts behind the lungs. You that's what buzzer. But that's what the diaphragm is. What separates your guts from your lungs? So like oh, when it shit. tore, mm-hmm. everything was up, and like the 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 surgeon that sa- that did it that he did save my life. Yeah, because they ran the X rays, and they and they. And what they saw initially would have meant to give a chest tube. If they would have given a chest tube, it mm-hmm. would have because they didn't see that my intestines and guts and everything were right. behind behind my lungs. He had them run them again mm-hmm. and saw that they needed to cut me open, Holy put everything shit. back together. But if they, if they would have given me a chest tube, it would have ruptured stuff. It would have been too much stuff to clean up. I would have died. Jeez. And anyway, but they so a like second look. They're just having the audacity just to go like you, you know, know because you have to make split second decisions. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. You, because. It already taken. It take. It took the firefighters to save me. To saw. It took them an hour to saw me out of the car. Because I was Lord. crushed. That I mean, I got. I was crushed. Like I almost. I really can truly say that I should possibly not be here. And yeah. then, like 
Uh, you don't remember it. You just woke up in the hospital, right? No, but my eyes were never closed because my buddies were the ones that called 911 because I was in front of their apartment when I got T-boned and they heard it and they came running down. You know my buddy Jay? Yeah. He talks like this. Yeah. This is literally the best voice. My buddy Jay. This is how he sounds. And he was, he's a former Sean John model. You know Harvey Firestein? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but dude, this is a girl cook about the cat, about Jay and the cats. The cat can talk. <laughs> We got really, really, I got really, he and his roommate got me really high when I first moved out here. And he goes like this. He goes, Brett, the cat can talk. <laughs> I was like, Jay, how high are you? He goes, I'm telling you, I'm not bullshitting you. The cat can talk. He goes, listen. Hey, Nico. Nico. And the cat goes. And he goes, see, he said Jay. He said Jay. He says Connor's name, too. He says Connor's name, too. Say Connor. And the cat goes. And he goes, see, he says Connor. <laughs> the cat can fucking talk. I was like, you are so high, Jay. That's the best shit I've yeah. ever heard. But he, th- those guys found me. Yeah. God. I was in front of their building. and Jeez. So come- again, a lucky uh Yeah, just lucky, yeah. And then my wife had me on her uh, insurance because I'd be in debt for the rest of my life for that. Oh, the bills are right. insane for yeah. what they had to do to you. Yeah. I mean, it was almost a million dollars. They had to like oh, build my. a new person. Yeah. I was, I was mad. But that's another thing is like I... I, I like signed out of the hospital as soon as they let me out. I hate being in hospitals. So like I, I was in a beanbag. Yeah. I was in a memory foam chair. I had. It was I amazing had, to even. See I had you this memory foam chairs. Yeah. And and like all my friends would come by. I literally was just stuck in the memory foam chairs. How for, like, long were you months. laid up for again? A couple months. Yeah. Like, three months. At and least. even the, and I just remember like coming by and seeing you slowly start. It was like oh progress. Like you're up, kind of walking. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then. Did you have a walker at some point? Yeah, I had yeah. a walker. I had a shower chair, like an old person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, well, what's your what's your rehab like, and what's your mindset like? You're, you're like I eventually, did. I'm getting back to comedy, or are you like, man, this is... No, no, no. I lied to Will C. You brought his name up. I lied to Will C. Th- less than three weeks. It's three weeks after the accident. I lied to him to get him to take me to an open mic. Hmm. You're just like, I'm good? Yeah, I lied to him and told him I was... I wasn't even okayed for crutches, but oh, I'd already bought them. Yeah. So I tricked him into coming and picking me up while Shana was at work and I went and did this open mic and I told like told the story about the wreck and everybody's looking at me like nobody laughed it was oh, cricket yeah, right, yeah. people were like what the fuck is wrong with yeah. this guy yeah yeah, yeah and I was like alright I'm gonna go they're probably looking at you like I think he's gonna die right now yeah, yeah. he shouldn't <laughs> well, be here yeah and it was just crazy because the injuries were all stuff you couldn't see internal yeah, yeah. so like I lost 30 pounds mm-hmm like I'm like in a week. Yeah, what was your joke? You people were like, "Dude, Brett, you look great." They were like, "Dude, you look great. You're like totally ready for pilot season stuff." I was like, "Yeah, man, the Hollywood crash diet hurts." Like, Fuck <laughs> like, don't, like, don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Son of a bitch. You uh, gotta have you gotta have no depth perception and. Uh, but Adam was really honestly. I gotta say, Adam was such a good friend about it. But even Adam, like, it's dark, dude. It's dark coming sure. back from that because it took my manhood. And like, Adam would come back. I started to notice it too because like Adam would come over and hang out and be like. All right, man. And I would notice, like, after about nine really just negative, like, negative things mm-hmm. in a row, he would go, All right, man. Well, I got to go do my set at the store. Uh, check you later. And I was like, We're still, like, as he was leaving, I'd be like, I'm not trying to sound corny or anything. We're still friends, right? And he'd be like, Dude, we're cool. And I was like, Oh, I hope so. Because I knew that was just negative. Like, you can't be, it wasn't fun to be around. That's why I love my wife, too. She just but, put but up I, with but it. I, but I, but I, and I, and I would, uh, Came through I feel it. like we, uh, and talked about it briefly, too. Like, there were yeah. times I was like, yo, man, you gotta fucking, you gotta stay positive. Yeah. Dude. I get it. Like, look at what you got. You would be like, look at what you got, though. And I'd be like, yeah, no, I pres- Yeah. I get it. Sorry, I'm negative. And you, and, 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 and it, but, and it's also normal because then you have all that time lit up and you're like, oh, I don't want to go do this and do this. And I was like, man, 
Once you're better, get out the clubs, Sorry, be around, be yeah. around, because mm-hmm. that's what you were starting to do. But Sorry it got I'm negative. Po- it's a side effect of my guts being behind my lungs. Yeah, and it's a side <laughs> oh, yeah, literally my guts have been adjusted. Yeah, and it was it was also just honestly, I didn't I didn't like being out either. I didn't like being out because my legs, you know, people didn't know my legs were weak and right. everything from being cr- so like this. It makes it honestly people measure you by your body language here. Mm-hmm. So when you're shifting your weight back and forth on your legs and stuff, yeah. people would think I'm nervous. Am right. I uncomfortable? Um, am I unsure? And I was like, I'm not even a real. It's like no, I'm just trying of to make sure my legs don't give out. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it wasn't. It, but it was just not. I didn't like the way. I could see people like like thinking, you know, but, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. not their fault, no. I, and I knew that because they, they also don't know necessarily what's going on. And they're right; just, they're they're just taking in what they're witnessing, not knowing the background of the right. Situation. So I've just been hoping and waiting to be healthy. Yeah, that's it. And then <sighs> and then just re- and then I get to marry, and then I got to propose to my wife on the Oprah Winfrey Network, singing like yeah, that's incredible. This is how we have to wrap up. Yeah. Just, this yeah. story is incredible. So you they op- called me. I was doing a show at the Improv, and the theme was you had to talk about real life. Mm-hmm. And so I told the story about the car wreck and how, like, it's funny how people always talk about, oh, dude, you're pussy whipped. I'm like, no, 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 no. The life tried to whoop me, and this woman stayed with me, so, like, she's the shit. And anyway, right. I get off stage, and this really flamboyant gay guy comes up. He's a casting guy, and he goes, I have something for you. Will <laughs> you come to Glendale and read for me? And I go, mm-hmm. sure. And I show up, and he's like, okay, sing two songs. I don't care what they are. And then just tell us the story about you and your girl. So I did it, and it was for the What'd own. What you sing? I sang uh, Jumpin' John Legend, and I sang like. Give me some John Legend, because he's my favorite uh, R&B singer I sang that, of all time. I, I Ordinary sang, People? Girl, I'm in love with you. Yep, that's it. This ain't the honeymoon. Past the infatuation phase. Oh, right in the thick of love. Oh. Times we get sick of love. Oh. Seems like we argue every day. Nice. And then, then, then did that. Killer. And then, but, then, but then I did like, because uh, the sun is shining, these roads keep winding. And I just sang like country. It's like Keith Urban. Nice. No, no, like, no Billy Ocean. Carol Queen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would have done. And we're same thing. The same thing. Same exactly thing. the same. Uh, so then, and then I did, out. and then I just did Randy Travis. <laughs> Range. Uh, I'm gonna have you forever and ever. Randy sounds sick. Randy, I think Randy has a sinus infection. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, they, the guy calls me like four months later, and yeah. he goes, he goes, you made me look like a genius. Oprah is gonna pay for your ring, and I was like, what? And it was this show called Real Life the Musical on the OWN Network. Now, did you know that you were gonna propose to her at this point? Yeah. Okay. But they were like, have you proposed to her yet? Yeah. That's how they invited me. And I was like, no. And they were like, we might have something for you. Anyway, so the, I, the show, her, all my friends, her family, my family, all believed that the Oprah Winfrey Network was doing a documentary about up-and-coming comics. Mm. So it was like an hour-long show. <laughs> so like I'm with them all the time taping. Yeah. And I had to be with a choreographer. I was with this vocal coach. And then I sang Stevie Wonder, Sign Sealed, Delivered. They flew her mom out. And nope. they set it up at a restaurant. In- at a restaurant in uh, Santa Monica, yeah. Monsoon. Yeah, which I think does had comedy night. Yeah, it did. One. Yeah, and uh, and like there was like fifty professional dancers, and I sang. It's on YouTube. Yeah, if what you, do you look type in Brett Riley, you just type in Oprah. Brett, type in Brett Riley, and it's on there. You'll Are there see other it. Brett Riley it. Oprah videos that no, might pop up? There's no, there's not. And then uh, she was shocked. Yeah. My favorite, yeah, and my favorite at the end of that video that's on on the own network is Veda. Is at the end of it. 
It's got like her saying "daddy" for the first time, and she's Whoa. like tiny. Like you uh, got to If you watch the video on on the on YouTube, let it go all the way through the credits with my wife and I talking after she cries after the ring because then at the very very end of the video is Veda's first time saying "daddy," Whoa. and he goes, "And now we got Veda," and it's like because she's like, and now she can't stop saying it. She can't. That girl's stop obsessed talking. with you. Oh, she's amazing. Man, I thought my nieces were cute. Then you post the videos of uh, Veda, and I'm like, good God. I have so much footage, dude. I could easily do a documentary. Well, you also, uh, looks like you talk to her a lot, man, because she's... She's got a very clear... Oh, man. Yeah, very clear. She says orange Skittles, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, like, you're going to wake up one day, she's going to be like, I saw that you left the uh, cheese out, so I put it back in the fridge. You're oh, like, it's already like that. She's two. And she's already to the point where she she woke me up with thirty two ounces of ice cold water oh, no. all over me the <laughs> other day. The ice bucket challenge is not over. Yeah, no, but she, she was like, all I heard, I was like half awake, and I felt her nudge me, and then I, and she goes, "Daddy, you need to take a drink." And the next thing I know, I have thirty two ounces of ice water oh. all over me. I jumped up, and I was like half awake, and I like screamed, and then I go. Why would you do that? And she just looks at me and runs out of the room crying. Oh, and I spent the like next 10 minutes holding her going, you're fine. She goes, but I hurt you. And I was like, no, you scared oh, me. God. It's all fine. Oh, she's man. really smart. Really that. beautiful. And it's just like, and, and I know it's a cheese thing to say, but I love that good things happen to good people. And you're, and you're one of these good guys. Thanks. So, so the fact that this is going on for you now and uh, it's a great story yeah like, listening to that whole uh yeah man we, we went through a lot and we could i mean we went through it we stayed through with it like the fact that my wife stayed through it though like that's what i'm saying i wanted to give you a shout crazy. out to my buddy for like being like my buddy still when i got like was dark but i'm like imagine my wife sure but i can't imagine and also because it was like being like i i would sum up my wife staying with me through coming back the comeback from the car wreck was like the movie um What's the movie, The Life of Pi, when the kid's stuck on the boat with the yeah, tiger? Yeah, with the tiger. Yeah, that's what our life was like. Yeah, she couldn't mean. say anything. She'd be like, hey, honey, how was the show last night? What do you mean? What's that supposed to mean? You worried about how much I made? What's the deal, huh? Oh, yeah. And she's like, no, I honestly, never mind. Yeah. yeah. Just, I mean, you, you, you survived that. You, sur- uh, you survived yeah. a it's horrific a car love, wreck. Man. If, if, oh, you're, yeah. if you're out there looking for what love is, right. well, and, don't and ask fucking so. Celine Dion anymore. because. Yeah. Even more dramatic, you survived meeting in South Dakota. <laughs> I don't know how you did that. And being a stand-up comic, starting my <laughs> career in Kansas. I did so many. I want to know what love is. <laughs> it's starting comedy in Kansas. <laughs> Why? <laughs> now, we're, now we're having a, obviously a good time getting to know you more and hearing your story, but you're here to promote something. Oh, yeah. My album comes out tonight. Look at that. I mean, today, uh, it came out today. It's on yes. iTunes. It's called I'm an Idiot because I, I didn't know what to call it. So I was, <laughs> was going to call it Bless Your Heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's that's a really funny way to yeah. say it. Unless yeah. you have a little button like, that plays like, that audio. Yeah, I was like, I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, and it's a picture, and the picture is uh, me, the, the album cover is me on a, on a children's slide. Because I've been, nice. been chasing my daughter for our family photos to yeah, announce yeah. our new baby. Yeah. And uh, for their Christmas cards, and I just gave up, and the camera blade chick caught it, like caught me just like oh. <laughs> <laughs> on a kid slide, yeah, nice, on a kid dude. slide. So was, great, nice. and, and like I, anyway, but yeah, and I taped it in Seattle. Yep, at Comedy the Comedy Underground, Underground yep. and I, that's a great room for taping. It's one of my favorite cl- clubs in the country. Yeah. I just uh, I, I wish there was more. I don't know money behind it. I think that's yeah. You know, no, I agree. I haven't done the parlor yet. Hey, by the way, if you know the people over there, let them know. Oh, uh, we do. We know a couple we guys. Do, yeah. Uh, well, that's another thing is like I really can honestly say I'm I'm excited because mm-hmm. for one, 
I really do feel like my life is not full circle because God, I hope the evolution's not over. <laughs> that would suck. But I really think things are going good because the Golden State Warriors are about to win the NBA Finals. I'm the face of the Golden State Warriors ad campaign. Oh, I yeah, got four right. commercials with them, which hasn't mm-hmm. been that big because this is a Clipper Laker town. Yeah, sure. But they're on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, but the album is on iTunes. The album's and on iTunes, and I don't. I think iTunes, and then I don't know where else they're going to put it. But Probably it's off Amazon of, and yeah, other places. Uproar yeah. Records. So Brett Riley, I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. Look on, on iTunes. iTunes. Yes. Uh, is it available on your website too? It will be. Okay. I'm not. My, my but just go on iTunes. Yeah, yeah if, go on if, iTunes. If, yeah, yeah. yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably got it through iTunes. So. Yeah, please. Yeah, um, go to iTunes. Get Brett Riley's album. You will, you can will you, not uh, be sorry. Can you take us out? I know I don't want to waste any more of the singing that's uh, for sure on the album for people to listen to. Uh, I'll do something new. Yeah? Yeah. I, my new thing is uh, I'm trying to do... Is there do something a, you sing to Vader or is there something funny? You told me that... Well, there was... No, that was the bit you did about... Um, what? Well, one of the first voices you did, uh, you did up in the winery, and it was a guy. You were giving us a tour of the winery. And oh, you this did, this guy. Yeah, <laughs> he just talks like. Well, because you have to understand that no one can be mad at someone that talks like this. <laughs> like they, I can't. Like, like some guy comes yeah. up, hey man, I'm about to knock your teeth out. Well, don't do that. Because <laughs> if you did, I'd I'm, I'd probably. I'd probably crush. I'd probably fall down, and I would crush all the jelly be- beans in my pocket. <laughs> and secondly, I bruise like a banana. And if I was going to punch you, I have a very, very fragile wrist. <laughs> so, uh, how about some boys to men, Brett? Can you get like just some instrumental of? Uh... <laughs> yeah, hold on. are you kidding? No, I'm serious, man. What? We had uh, Joey McIntyre and I closed an episode by singing uh, a duet of "I'll Make Love to You." Maybe on, on bended knee. What's your What's your boys to men go to? Oh, the go to is um, water runs dry. That's a good one. But we don't even talk anymore. Yeah, I'm all about yeah. that. I did an edge. I've got. A, I'm trying to get it taped. I have uh, end of the road. I have on bended knee. End of the I road's good. Water runs dry. I have. I'll make love to you. What do you want, man? Water runs dry. Works. Yeah, go for all it. All right. You're trying to make a what? Ed Sheeran, uh, think, oh, yeah. thinking out loud. My version is drinking and loud. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta make an album, dude. Here it is. You take the first verse. I'll take the second one, dude. All you right. want me to take it first? Yeah, I got it. We don't even talk anymore. We don't even know what we argue about. Don't even say I love you no more. Cause saying that we're feeling no longer alive Some people work things out And some don't know how to change Let's go wait till the water runs dry We might watch our whole lives pass us by Let's go wait till the water runs dry it's the biggest mistake of our life. Don't do it, baby. Nah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I wish I had a fancy soundboard, but no, I have an iPad in one hand, my did. phone in the other. But it's but the mic. <laughs> Brett Riley. Thank you guys. Thank, Thank you for you coming. coming this is awesome. You guys, you crushed it. Fun size and. <laughs> All kinds of stuff's going on in here. <laughs> Lou Holtz, close us out. You just got to be honest. Find yourself a dime piece. <laughs> show! That's the show!
Podcast. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's me, Tony Danza. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the About Last Night Podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessamay Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleisinger. Schleisinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.